are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast Weekly Review Show, where we have a bunch of uh, books this week, bunch of chapters. Luke Hollywood told me there's some bangers involved. Ooh. I don't know if I believe him. Uh, the last time I saw a banger was on Christmas morning. Oh, that's a little bit of my British background coming through. Sausages. I, I, I think we ate crisps and bangers that bangers day. Hello, Lulz. Do you want the bangers uh, and the mashes, does ya? All our British listeners just unsubscribe. They love it. But with that, all the French listeners love it. Eric. Uh, they, they, I called you Eric. Je I am out of it. Shimapel, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. What are they showing? Holy moly, edit that out. Yes. Oh, I wish geez. I was drunk. Maybe then I'd have an excuse. I'm just tired. I, I am, have I'm, a spice of life. I'm dead tired, is what I Very am. Good. But we end up where I'll go through this real quick. Go to Twitter at W your weird manga. That's it. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I, there's never been a time that I've said, <laughs> let's start the show over. It might be now. Uh, with that, maybe we can get as many followers as Roboco. I'm not sure. We'll probably see. Probably not. Right? Probably not. So with that, <laughs> go over to at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. You can tell us we're idiots. All that sort of thing. Also, then go to our Instagram at Weird Science Manga and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com. Slash Weird Science Manga Where we have a bunch of things Including our Picks of the Week show That we just oh. ended up doing That this week featured Dan to Dan Whoa ish, Chapter 50 That's a banger Banger chapter Jujutsu Kaisen 179 Pretty and good And then even if you slit my mouth Double bill I believe it's 37 and 38 If double I am not bangers. mistaken Double the bangers and math That it all Boom. ties in together And if you do go to Patreon You can join Anna Mullix, who just oh. joined up, so thank you, Anna Mullix. Ended up getting to pick the Manga Monday show Ooh. and depressed me and Luke. Not to a all buyer. Well, it was Takapi's Original Sin, and we did that. That is on the docket there of early mm-hmm. access. So if you want to hear us, you know, kind of cry and, and get upset. <laughs> now, I did say the idea on that show that Anna Mullix would have to then Give us another pick mm. for something a little. The Goblin Throwdown. They oh, have. I'm oh. not going to reveal it. I'll tell you when we're done. Oh my god! I can't remember what it is. Is what I'm saying. Very uh, good. But I don't. I also don't want you to go. Oh, that. I, <laughs> I can never trust you. But we're oh. going to start this week's uh, deal. This week's weekly review show with a book that we really, really do enjoy. This one ends up my favorite book is Dan to Dan right now. It still is. This one though. It's I guess you triangle. Just get it, up it, there. It it goes back and forth. It almost gets Ooh. to there. And at one point was my favorite book uh last year when I started reading it. And it, it's getting better and better. We ended up adding a new gal who is a big part of this Gem. chapter. What chapter is it, Luke? This is the A Cash Triangles, chapter eighty five. Shuriken memories. Oh yeah. So you end up here having Heya. Is that hey, how uh, we're pronouncing? Hey, yeah. Uh, you end up where she is pretty darn good. She's hilarious in my mind. Fun. She is. And she's desperately trying to do something. I mean, help she ends up bro. where. Yeah, she wants to help her big bro, but she wants to be like her big bro. She's not that great, though. That's the problem. She is in training to be 
an Aikeshi ninja deal mm-hmm. and can't really do it. It's not really that good, but she's still working on it. She's not good with the throwing stuff. She's got to do the is throwing the problem. stuff. Now, Soga is still losing his mind, the idea of, hey, you should be boyfriend and girlfriend, Matsuri and you. He's like, I don't understand. And with that, she even says, well, dad, and look at dad. Dad's got like the vampire teeth Whoa. and stuff, but so does Soga. That's the they thing. They all got the spiky teeth. They do have that. And you end up saying, Dad even says that you guys are a good match. Now, I don't know what he knows or whatever, but this is not something that Soga wants to go down with and ends up, you know, storming off. You do your thing. I'm going to go off, you know, stop it. And she, he even says, why are you wearing your outfit in town? You're not supposed to do that. She says, oh, I'll say it's cosplay, all these things. Well, Pono, the bird, ends up hanging with her. Pono is, is always trouble. I mean, he's, he's, he's Yeah, he gets everybody in trouble. She's practicing throwing her throwing stars at a ogre on a tree. Like, it's a little picture. She's not hitting it. She's not missing getting close. She's missing. And he's like, oh, you're practicing. Oh, you're not that great. They start kind of arguing with each other about these things. And one of the morning stars goes flying off and ends up hitting uh, deal. Now, before that, you end up seeing why she becomes, why she wants to follow in her brother's footsteps, where you go back. Soga, he looks a bit, I'm, I don't want to say, but he looks a little like a girl when oh. he was younger. Uh, the deal, but the he hair. ends up, yeah, the hair's crazy, and uh, ends up saving his sister from an eye catch when they were younger, so it was one of those things that that's why she wants to Become as strong as she him, wants so to she be like protect. Big bro. Yeah, she wants to protect him and and whatnot. So one of these things, and there's throwing knives and things, and freaking Pono ends up where this knife goes and lands right on the top of the head of Shadow May, who's walking to go meet up with Matsuri and and Suzo, and this ends up really throwing her off. And Shadow May is about to pretty much kill. It's on. Uh, hey, uh, it's on. And would have killed her, I think. I mean, easily. And it's oh, it's yeah. pretty graphic, the idea. She uses her Ayakeshi triangle to dissipate this knife so that it goes. And then that's where Heya's like, oh, my God, it's it's a powerful Ayakeshi. I'm in trouble. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And then Matsuri just jumps in front and ends up stopping. And, and you have this deal with the dark, uh, like the dark what's origami. Called, origami stuff. I mean, she's going all out. She's going to kill Heya. Mm-hmm. And you end up where Matsuri jumps and stops it and says, this is Soga's little sister. You're not going to lay a hand on her. And the problem is, though, is there's like, oh, fights on them. And it's weird because Shadow May actually says, so our pretend friendship ends here. And it's kind of a sad deal. I actually thought that through this, Matsuri was going to say pretend. Like, no, no, you're, you're a friend. I really mm. thought it was going to be that. It is a friendship, but it's the power of food instead. Yeah, and it is. And again, you have that connection. Suzu will always be going off and getting this crowd, you know, crazy food. So it makes sense that Shadow May would also be like, oh, what's that? <laughs> it does look good. I know. It's pretty good. Like, like a parfait type deal, a crepe there. Again, for our French listeners. Uh, you end up, I say, crepe is how I like crepe. to call it. Oh, he, they got the fruit and uh, and cream crepe. But yeah, they're they're eating it. And they, Shadow May is just distracted. Now, Love just it. off. And so that was the thing, though. This is the idea of this whole chapter is distractions. Because even Poe was the one. Pono, he got distracted when mm-hmm. they were doing their things, which led to that. Now there's going to be a fight. Shadow May gets distracted. They're just talking about it. Oh, and then. The idea, oh, it was just a mistake. 
didn't know that that was happening. We didn't mean to bat on. You know, you have Matsuri then say, hey, you're a hey, all right? You're, so all this stuff, hey, your brother, I'm worried about him. Is he okay? And then you get this deal. I really thought that Heya was falling in love with Matsuri. I really thought the that would be that, right? I mean, because, and I think that's the play. With that, too, just let me mention, I don't think there's anything sus in this entire this chapter. This is perhaps the first not sus. I'm looking now. I didn't even think about it. I do not think that there's crazy. one moment of susness in this whole deal. Like, there, like, there's an opera, like, you know, you know, you always get, like, the butt shots. Even when she's training, nothing. This is fine for the boss. She's avoiding the dark origami at one point. Then you end up having Shadow May with that. You could have had some crazy clear. No, I'm not oh. seeing any of it. And then at the end, you just, and oh my goodness, it's, it's a miracle. There at the go. end, <laughs> you end up where I thought, oh, it's set up. She's going to be like, now, I don't want so good. At it. I want Matsuri for my girl. No, basically says, I get it now. Soga doesn't understand anything. And I've only been looking at Kazumaki as someone who might be useful for you. But I want, I want Matsuri to be my big sister. And she's thinking about Matsuri and that she might be naked. So that might but be you a can't little see it. But you can't see it. So it's and again, I thought it was, listen, hey, Soga, you don't know what you're missing. I want Matsuri for my girl. No, big sister. Big sister. And then you end up just having Pono yelling. He's like knocked over. Master, looks like he got hit. What happened, Ponosuke? And that's it. That's there it. it is. No Not sus. sus at all. Not sus at all. It's Less crazy. Off. No sus. Uh, what would you give it? I like, you know, I, usually we score even if it's sus, no sus is a high score. And it's still a banger chapter. So that goes to show what we always say. Doesn't need to be sus. You can still enjoy an A-Cashy Triangle chapter. Uh, I think here is a gem. And I, I, adding her to the mix, I think. She's such a gem. I hope I hope she sticks around. I hope this means that we get more of both of them. Because, you know, we were saying that we were missing, we, we weren't getting as much of them, but now we get both the family. I'm telling you, banger. I'm going, I'm going 8.8. I'm going 8.5. And nice. I really liked it. And the thing is, maybe the play here is, I mean, if you're going to guess, I would say that Haya might be, they might be playing her up as being like 10, mm-hmm. maybe a little older, 12, but you can't have much susness with that <laughs> young a character. Maybe that's you think she's that young? I yeah, don't know. well, she's younger brother, and I don't mm. think that Soga's anything more than 16. Mm. I mean, Matsuri himself, you would think 15, 16? I don't know if they ever, I mean, they're in school still, and they don't seem like they're, you know, the that school. old. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? That old, I, I really do think she might be 12. And maybe that's the key. Maybe this there is the go. way where. You, you couldn't get out of your own way with the susness, but so you introduce a, a you know, a child, like a little girl. You can't do that, yeah, and it allows this you to seem sus to me, right? So I think that it's good, and I hope Whoa. that then hey is in everything because I don't need some of the gratuitous. No way. they're going to get rid of. They're going to get rid of hey just for more sus, and then she's going to come back. Oh, yeah, and I mean, sus. seriously. If you don't think that Heya goes out of a chapter and this thing becomes just straight up porn, then you're off. Because I, I think Heya, you step outside for a minute. We've got to do some sus business. I'm telling you, they, they're going to end up saying, hey, by the way, Heya's not going to be in next chapter. It's full out swimsuit edition without the swimsuits. That, that's Boom. all. I'm going to be like, holy moly. But yeah, I do like this. And I, I think I think she's a gem just because she is so nice. Mm-hmm. She loves her brother. But that doesn't lead her to hate anybody else. A lot of times you get that. But I also like that she's just struggling to 
to be the ninja and she's not very good at it so i hope that that is something that they you know train her and try to figure out but we're going to go to the next book which is a book that we haven't talked about much we talk about it but not Mm -hmm. on the the deal because a lot of people do seem to hate it oh my we goodness. always mention that we don't get that why well, hate something you don't have to read it whatnot that's what we do with the earth child i mean look <laughs> at us there Uh-oh. holy moly uh but what is it Luke? well the haters are going to keep on hating jim because by god once again we have the me revocals chapter 82 followers on revocal now we talk, we uh, we want to talk about Roboco because me and you do like it. Mm. I ain't going to be talking that much about no. it, though, because it is what it is. It's one of those things. But this chapter ends up where Roboco wants to get more followers. She wants to get to 50,000 followers on Twitter. Again, I, what I like about Roboco is a lot of the chapters end up being about manga and Bondo's mm-hmm. love of Shonen Jump. Obviously, we're reading these from Shonen Jump, mm-hmm. so they have similar interests. Also, a lot of people make fun of or go on Twitter and it pokes fun at a lot of things on this. Roboco ends up being one of the most annoying persons on Twitter trying desperately to fudge her way to 50,000 followers. Now, when they first say, you know, she says, I want to get to 50,000 and you end up where Bondo says, how many do you have? And she says, 44. I thought she meant just 44. 44 I didn't followers. Mean, I didn't think she meant 44,000. He's like, well, that's a lot. You had 37K before. I'm like, she's got a lot more followers than a lot of us. Holy crap. Um, but the way that she's going to try to get to 50,000 ends up making it so she has none. And it makes me laugh. She she doesn't quite get it. She knows what you can do All to be tricks. more popular. But she doesn't know how to do them. At one point, she has the outfit of the day. If you read the book, you know she only has one outfit. The same outfit. And then when Bondo calls her on it, well, you have to, well, what do you mean? I mean, it's more for me. You know, people want to see me in the outfit, but it's just the same outfit. Then she ends up doing cosplay that is so off where she's, I'm going to do Jujutsu Kaisen cosplay. And ends up just doing it as this bug deal and (laughs) other things going on. Even that where... The bugs thing, because a lot of this goes with her, she's mad because she doesn't have as many followers as the uh, blue box. The rookie. She she has a bit of a rivalry going with Shinatsu. And this is fun stuff if you like all the books. And it has been something that's gone on. So what she thinks she has to do is do where Shinatsu, and we saw this before when she gets really anxious or whatever, she rolls up like a pill bug. Like a pill bug. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do my version of that, and everybody will think I'm cute, but gets a pill bug costume, and it's just standing there. So that doesn't work. Then Beautiful. the the you know jujitsu cosplay she does is just the most awful things you the could ever see. It's, thing. Yeah, it's the but it's always the wrong thing. And as this goes, she gets less and less followers. And even when she starts getting some play. She even has to pull back because she doesn't like when other people get attention besides her. She has a picture of Millie that she just has up and saying, hey, here's Millie. That got more likes and retweets than anything about her. So she deleted it. Then she ends up hashtagging everything that's big. All the popular hashtags. And and then at the end says that the only way that it's going to work now is if I get glued. She says, I have to start showing some skin. I got to, you know, make some sus stuff because that'll get it. Just shows her knee. 
And now she's down to one follower, which she doesn't seem that upset about. Bondo's losing his mind by the end. <laughs> the funny thing about this and the fun thing about it, number one, is Roboco's official account on Twitter. Very close to getting to that 50,000 that mm-hmm. she's talking about here. But all of the tweets that you see in the this chapter, most of them are on that deal where they were tweeted last week ahead of time. And I thought that was pretty funny. Now. He ended up where when we started, the followers were 49,464. So like I said, we're getting close to 50,000. I'm going to go check to see if there were any this more since. It ends up going up. So as we go, you end up now having uh, four. <laughs> they have gained five since we started. They're still gaining, though. I ended up It's going to be 50 by the end of the week. Yeah, it should. I, I would hope. It, it's fun. And like I said, you can go and see this skin the knee and even then like i'm gonna show my knees i never do that bondo's yelling you always do all that it's it's what it is like we said but i like to i like to read it i read it every week we just don't talk about it much but we just mention it what would you give it i like it uh this is like the first interactive chapter because you can go and watch along on the twitters uh, and that's so. the cool thing about a, a book coming out each week too you can you can get that uh going but yeah i want to go with the 8.5 yeah i think i'm gonna go eight I I really liked it, and with that, if you've never read Roboco, and some people are proud to say that they haven't, it is fun, and it it, it plays off things like the Shonen Jump, and even when and really is one of the few ones that use it. That okay, it's it's a weekly book, so you can play with things like a skip week mm-hmm. or a early release deal, like they did last week, because Bondo, because those books were released on Saturday. He, he that doesn't go well with him. It's a change with the whole deal with Shonen Jump. Problems. Just, it always got, and it's fun that it's able to. It always has its its fingers to the pulse of the streets. It does. I, that's you know, what that, I like whatever, about it. It's like a Valentine's Day issue. So boom! It's going to show up in Roboco. I know that you know the three people who listen to us here. But if yeah, if you are listening to us, I think that you probably might like it anyway. If you're oh, not yeah. reading it, because it has the. The nice wholesome humor and stuff that we like. We're we're mm-hmm. not really edgy fellas. No way. We're not the edgy boys, right? We're more like the ocean boys. The we'll ocean boys. Later. We're not the edgy boys. Uh, but we'll go to the next book, which is what Luke. Next up, we have the Dorons Dororons, chapter sixteen. I don't know the title because it's still loading. This is very embarrassing. What's the title? It is Plan Guts. Oh, Plan Guts. It looks like. Uh, yeah, you end up with these bad demons, you know, evil. these evil guys, they are ending up going against our samurais. Mm-hmm. They have that Ichiha, the fanboy with the scar, they're going to eat him. Like a chump. Yeah, so you, you end up, and I said earlier, I think it might have been on the, uh, what's it called, on the picks of the week. About art that got me a little confused. I was a bit confused at points with There's this. There's a couple it's, of panels during this sequence. Yeah. And so you end up where you continue to have Dora and Kusanagi. They're going to, you know, combine. Hey, look at us. We're the best. We're going to go. We're going to fight. And they end up fighting, you know, this big demon trying to save everybody. And it's just basically attacks, attacks, go back and all with that. So with that, I don't mind this chapter. It just ended up really not hitting me that much. You end up where these evil demons, you know, the whole deal with the Mononikis, they're not really hitting with me that much. And you you still have 
them writing the names as one says to the other, the names, you know, Yusha, Hime, I, it's, they're not sticking. They're not sticking. It's big sumo wrestling looking guy, girl, and the other Spider guy. Girl. Right? That's, yeah. So they don't really hit. And so with that, while you're going on, I just want to learn about our characters. And I'll tell you in this chapter, some of the things got a little lost for me. Like Hazuki says, I'm going to go for it. I'm the big bad. I'm going to go and take care of them. You guys stay back here. You take care of the other big guy. And so you end up having Hazuki go off to that spider girl where they're luring him away. Hey, we got these, you know, people we've kidnapped. The All the hostages are in the house. Let's go in there. They're trying to trick him. Now we know that he's pretty badass. He tells everybody who wants to listen to do that. But I'm kind of worried about him. But even with that, though, our big deal is with Toma, Dora, and Kusanagi. So they end up where this big guy, the, the big samurai guy, he was hurt. You already had Dora and Kusanagi slice him. He ends up drinking, and that heals up. So you see that he has this healing factor. And you do get, once again, as we always do, Dora yelling at one point was going to say partners about Kusanagi, but says friends. Buddies. Sword Kusanagi has to start sweating. Oh, my God. I never had Fire a friend before. So what then happens is this Suma guy, he drinks, so he's going to attack. And he ends up getting ready to attack. And then all of a sudden, boom, and I did not know who got hit. I had to, like, double check, like, three this times. This is the, the most confusing thing. Because he's running towards Dora, and then it's, it's Toda. Toda. Yeah, Toda yeah. gets hit. And I didn't understand exactly how that happened. So he gets hit. And when they say, like, oh, my God, he was hurt. I can't believe he deflected that. But then I, what, what, what's, the, wow. so Dora's, what's Dora yelling? I thought he got, oh, it was Toda. And so you have this whole deal where, again, the power of friendship, they all all idea, because Toda then ends up being pretty funny here because you end up having, he gets up, I'm not giving up, I never give up, that's, you know, my deal, I got a lot of guts and things like that. And they're like, that's what's annoying with you, right? And he goes, (laughs) I understand that, like he even knows it. Um, But then he goes into that Dororan mode. Where you get that again, a lot of this stuff just ends up like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. This chapter didn't flow very well for me, Mm -hmm. but he ends up doing that. And like, oh, my God, now you always have to. Every book needs a Finn. Oh, Finn just showed up out of nowhere here. Ichiha is there, and he's now the Finn to announce what's going on. Oh, my God, his supernatural energy is flaring. It's so much. I've never seen that before. And this samurai mononaki he's like ah oh, you know or sumo wrestler he's like oh that's a lot of energy that'll be good his big thing is eating everyone that's what he keeps going with so then dura and kusanagi they go okay let's go with the plan all right let's go and they end up all right they get in the stance oh my god and now yeah like each oh my god that's even more Whoa. supernatural energy i don't even know what's going on that's so bad and it has a common quality to it like all this stuff this Great. guy, though, this Mononiki thinks it's the craziest. Like, this is awesome. Like, I thought the funniest thing, though, is throughout all of this, he ended up getting very upset about himself in these chapters he's been in because he, it seemingly he can't eat somebody if they're dead. He keeps on killing them before he eats them. In this one, he just says, eh, I'd like to eat you if you're alive, but I think I'll do it when you're dead. I'm like, but, but your whole thing was that. You, eh. But at the end, he's like, oh, my God. You guys aren't just a snack now. You're a banquet. You are a uh, all-you-can-eat buffet. This is awesome. And then you just have, you know, Dory yell, let's finish him. Toda's no, like, right. Fight. 
And it's just, I don't know, it just, it didn't hit with me, this yeah. chapter, especially because you have that one action scene, really, and, threw and it threw me off. And then, even then it was, before it sliced this guy, but then he could just drink and get rid of it, then it's a lot of trash talking, and the idea, again, me and Kusanagi are friends. All right, we we know this, we know this. Go on. not a lot happens in this, and what little did, got me a little confused. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm a little down on this because we have been pretty high on on Doron Dororo run. You know, and we do like Toda as well. You know, like we do like the new additions, but I, I don't think I think we missed the trick here. You know, like the action scene didn't really play off, and I am looking forward to them fighting. But uh, yeah, I'm too. You know, like it was the same old, same old with Dora and Chris and Aggie power friendship. So like I thought we had gotten past that, and we're just kind of falling back into the old ways again. So I hope we kind of. And move on a wee bit. So I'm going to go with a 7.5. I'm a 6.5. I'm pretty low on it. Only because, like, Toda, that's like the Gigi could be in mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. We said it. And I wanted more of that. If you're going to go with yet. something like this, it's not. And I think that this chapter is like one of those weird ones. Like, you might have a really good character development chapter, but then we might be pissed and say, oh, my God, there was no action. Then you might have too much action. Oh, we want to care. This, this one, like, not enough of both. Yeah, you don't get enough of either. Yeah. It, it seems like it's like the the best of no worlds. Oh, geez, where's Hannah Montana? Yeah, really. It's setting up things, but it's not. It didn't really do it for no. me in this. And Next I really it's going to be a banger though. The the thing about this is, is you have like I said, I don't even really know the names of these monarchies. You get the Spider Girl run off. There's another one still as well, but. I'm not getting the threat. I know that no. it's supposed to be a huge threat. At one point, you even have, I, I think it might be Kusanagi, who says, like, this thing is more powerful than that big, big bad that they already had fought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not, and I'm not getting any sort of, like, yeah, yeah no reference to it. Or You're not getting the threat. I'm not getting that feeling. This, this guy just keeps talking and yelling with his Wolverine hair. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. All right. I'm going to eat him. I, I've had enough. But, yeah, so... <laughs> Hopefully, with the battle, it'll it'll have some things going on. But what do we have next? Oh, well, next we've got to move over, Jim. It's my time to shine because we have the My Hero Academia with the crispy color page, and I got a bit. This is a banger color page, Jim. This is this is not to my own horn. This is on the full paper. I don't know paper. why that's tuning you on somebody it's, else's deal. Drunk. <laughs> it's, it's very pretty. I'm loving it. <laughs> Well, we, we do have the My Hero Academia, Chapter 349, Battle Flame, which seems like one of them titles that we've probably had before, but, you know, it's been 350 chapters, so who knows. But we we open with Air Deku flying in. He's got his zoom in a bit. I thought he was running on the water. Now he's flying on the water, flying without wings. Oh, my goodness. He's using the float, and he's using the, the Fajin, who these are both one for all abilities. I don't think you noticed Jim, but one for all has all the different abilities combined that from all the different users. So it's, it's good. He's using them all. And then we do see he's having the uh, chatting of the mind, the mind talks with one of the other users. Uh, and he's trying to tell him to settle down a little bit because he's very amped up. And if Deku goes in and uses all his abilities and gets all worn out before the big fight, that he's heading over to, then that's not going to be good at all. And he says, reminds him not to use his meta ability, his quirk, till uh, the very end, until like that's the final option. Because apparently, we don't know what this guy's ability is, but apparently, it's been warped 
by all the energy of one raw so much that it's changed since when he was using it. So we don't have we don't have any idea what that is yet. Maybe that's gonna be pulled out in this big battle to come. We'll have to see. But meanwhile we go back to the aquarium place where we were just at where we do have the girls uh they just wanna have fun and they, they always also do. they also wanna fight Jim. Oh my goodness. We have Uraka and we have Floppy here, Sue, and they're going up against Koga. I do like this is a gem moment from Frappy here because she, if you remember, she was the one who interrupted the the love confessions last time, and she was saying that she didn't want Uraraka's true feelings to be revealed because she knows that Uraraka's got the soft spot for the Deku, so that's why she came in to help out. But meanwhile, uh, crazy Himoko Toga, she just wants the world to be the way that she wants to live in it, and she just wants to do her thing. And then she's going crazy, and Urak is going to go crazy too, and she's going to stop the crazy lady, so they're going to have a big beat down. And then we move on to, now this is the really exciting bit, we move on to uh, a showdown that we've been waiting for for a long time. We do see loads of flames. This is in the Ground Zero. This is the Camino Ward where All Might and All for One had their big battle. Oh, back that's in, awesome. Back ages ago. This was back in the 100s. So this is a, this is a callback. Are you the moon? It's crazy. Uh, we, <laughs> we do see we have Dabby here, uh, lighting the place up. It's pretty lit when he's mm-hmm. around. It is. And, uh, we do see that there are uh, all the other heroes are having problems because the heat is on and it's too hot. They can't handle it. But then we do see who is there to save the day? It is Endeavor's sidekicks. The big man is out fighting Big Shiggy, uh, and Midori is going to help him out. But the sidekicks are there, and the son, Shoto, he is also there. So it's brother versus brother in Uh-oh. this faded showdown, Chip. As we do have him and all the sidekicks get ready to take on uh, Dabby. And we do see as Dabby heats up, he's just ready. He wants the world to go in the way the villains, and he wants to change this warped hero society and he's talking all this nonsense and then we do see uh, he's going to spill the beans and this is the final page as Todoroki asks why after all that because we did find out what happened to him before but after all that trauma that happened to him why didn't he come home and then we do see Dabby says he's going to he's going to spill the beans he's going to explain how Dabby was born this is going to be Dabby origins here Dabby year is one is that big uh, well, it seems pretty big to me. As we okay. do see, he has the, I don't know, he gets the even if he slipped my mouth look yeah. going yeah, he there. he does. It like, looks bad. And this is like, the art goes really sketchy here, but I think that's the point. I think they're trying to go for this like creepy uh, monster vibe almost because he's looking demonic here. Uh, so very exciting stuff. So we're going, I don't mind, like, maybe we'll wait a bit before we go into the big fight with Azuku if we get to see the Todoroki family beat down. I'm very much looking forward to that. And this fight between Dabi and uh, Shoto, this has been set up for perhaps the whole series. This Man. has been uh, like this is a slow burn, Jim, and it's nice. about to get hot. Oh, I it already. I mean, oh. hello, what can you do? So yes, this was a banger indeed. I'm going to go nine out of ten. Oh my goodness! Boom. Yes, yeah. So there you go. And yeah, with that, we're going to go off, take a little bit of a break, and then we'll be back with more chat. Greetings, jazz cats and kitties. Jason here improvising another swinging anime corner for you. We will be talking about the 2012 classic Kids on the Slope, but first, some brief and related breaking news. 
With the merger of Crunchyroll and Funimation, we might have thought that streaming anime paradise was at hand. Just one monthly subscription would get us everything we could ever want. Alas, it seems we can't have nice things, as Crunchyroll has announced the imminent departure, imminent being March 31st, of over 50 titles. The list includes Girls and Panzer, No Game No Life, School Live, Luke's Susbus favorite, Food Wars, and also the aforementioned Kids on the Slope. Most of these titles are owned by Sentai Filmworks, will now be available only on the high dive service owned by, let's see here, Sentai Filmworks' own parent company, AMC. Will high dive grow to the point where anime fans will be willing to pay for a second service? Time will tell, but as we already know, it will be the only streaming home of the upcoming Made in Abyss sequel. It's starting to look fairly tempting. Back to our featured anime, which I had to finish watching in a bit of a hurry. Kids on the Slope is a 2012 anime was the very, very first production of the now powerhouse studio MAPPA. It is based on a nine-volume Jose manga by Yuki Kodama, who set the story in her own hometown of Sasabo on the southern Japanese island of Kyushu. It was directed by Shinshiro Watanabe with music by Yoko Kono, two veteran collaborators who had previously worked together on Cowboy Bebop. I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is a great anime, one of the very best I've seen. The triumph that shows how anime can communicate through music and visuals those ideas and feelings that reach beyond what text and dialogue alone could manage. It's a very specific story set at a time and place foreign to, and I'm pretty sure, everyone hearing these words, but it shows the power of art to illuminate universal ideas. What this anime does better than any other work of narrative storytelling I've seen is use the act of playing music to illuminate character. When the characters are scared, they play scared. When they're angry, they play angry. The characters argue through music, mourn through music, confess their love through music, and reconcile through playing music. Kids on the Slope is, at its most basic level, the story of two teenage boys in a small Japanese town starting in the summer of 1966. Kaoru is a bright, shy, financially well-off first-year student who has had to move frequently because of his father's military career. He's good at his studies and good at playing classical piano, but awful at anything involving other kids his own age. At the start of the story, he's moved in with relatives to start high school in yet another new town, this school being at the top of the titular slope. He doesn't like it there. He's used to not liking anywhere. He feels overwhelmed by his new surroundings and runs off to the open rooftop of one of the buildings, seeking some space and some air. That's where he meets our second main character, Sen. Sen is a school delinquent. We learn later that he's the son of an American serviceman who ran out on his mother, and who lives in a poor household filled with his half-brothers and sisters. Also, his family is Catholic, very unusual for Japan. The third member of our trio is Ritsuko. She's a friendly classmate whose father owns the local record shop. When Kaoru goes there in search of classical records, Ritsuko drags him to the area below the shop that's set aside for playing jazz. Her dad, Pops, is a bassist, delinquent Sen is the drummer, and family friend Juni is a trumpeter. Sen convinces straight-laced, classically-trained Kaoru to join in on piano duties. Here, I'll play a clip. Don't worry about not understanding the words. The music tells a story. Listen as Kaoru feels his way into the music. Oh, 
remainder of the series follows these three students as they go through their high school years. Other characters and other issues come and go, but the basement jazz sessions are where they all feel most at home. I do have a very few minor criticisms. The story is a bit melodramatic, a bit soap opera-esque. There's an extended five-way love polygon plotline that goes on kind of a long time, and then there's a time skip that could have used some filling in. And while it feels like anime sacrilege to say anything negative at all about Yoko Kono's music, but why are the opening and closing themes to an anime about jazz completely lacking in swing? Before I go, I do have to tell you about the animation. For most scenes, the animation is lovely, but similar to that of other well-made anime. It's mostly notable for the care taken with the backgrounds, lovingly reproduced versions of actual streets, beaches, and churches around Kyushu. But it's once again the performance scenes that really shine. I think this might be the most accurate animated portrayal of musicians playing music that has ever existed. These scenes were created by hiring actual young jazz musicians to play the pieces, filming them from various angles, and then editing that live-action footage together as a template for the animators. Online sources vary, with some saying that the live footage was just used for reference, while others saying that the performances were rotoscoped, or animated by drawing directly on top of live-action footage. If you've seen the old 1970s Ralph Bakshi version of Lord of the Rings, that's rotoscoping. Either way, the end result is stunning. Every note, every gesture, every drumbeat is as if you're there on stage with them. That's all I have to say about Kids on the Slope. At recording, it is available on Crunchyroll, but by the time you hear this, probably only on High Dive. If there are other shows on any platform that you'd like me to check out, please email or tweet at the usual places, and I'll be sure to have a look. Now back to Luke and Jim and the pictures that don't even bebop. All right, we are back, and what are we starting with, Luke? We have the Blue Boxes, Chapter 46. August 26th, part two. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness there. What? Heading on the train. Remember the whole idea where I want you to come on the train ride. Trains. And choo, so choo. they are on the train and they end up at the ocean. I don't know how far away this is. It just seemed like a weird idea of, hey, you want to come on a trip with me? Yes, we're at the ocean. And they end go. up where it is. And we actually have this a couple times. This week, which is I, very the, like maybe because the springtime, everybody's going to the um, beach. The weird thing though is it's not playing that because it's playing the idea that the beach and the the water's always cold. It's cold, they're, yeah. They're playing the idea of it's it's too cold to go into the deal because they're getting ready to go back to school, so it is kind of the fall in this. Uh, but uh, the water's too cold; we shouldn't go in there. Ah, you know what? I don't care. Chinatsu actually opens up a bit in this. And ends up kind of being a little goofy. Goes and starts playing in the water. Taiki's there. "Eh, Whatever. I guess I got to do that. He's like, really, like, Chinatsu just throws her shoes off. Things are flying. 
Taiki has to be particular with it, and they're they're talking about things. Now, the funniest thing, out of nowhere, you get the Ocean Boys here. The Ocean <laughs> Boys who are just sitting there going, remember when we were kids and acted crazy like that? I didn't know kids did that nowadays. I love these guys. They're like, they're really still kids acting like this, huh? These kids look like they're like 17, these guys, right? And they're look at those youngins over there. The funny thing in this, we find out a bunch of things in this chapter. We find out what Taiki's birthday is. Uh, and I think that you throw that out so everybody can wish him happy birthday next year on the Twitters. No uh, way. But also you find out their ages fully spelled out. And there is a difference. Did we get that before? Because I don't, I don't know that we did. I didn't remember us getting that. But the idea that Shinatsu just turned 17 and Taiki's still 15. Little sus. But they end up where these ocean boys are like, yep, looks like the, those kids are having their fun in the sun. But, uh-oh, storms are a-brewing. And that's the big setup. It's a very odd setup here for just them talking about that they used to come to the beach when they were younger. And it's pretty you fun. Go. And then you end up having Taiki, oh, you don't have your wish bracelet on. Oh, my goodness. That's probably why you lost, like, and you choked, you jerk. But oh, you end geez. up where they're like, oh, I, I'm going to get another one for you. But he has to wait till his falls off. And it, it seems, again, it feels like this weird, like, that's like a huge moment. The way mm. that Shinatsu reacts to everything with those eyes. The headlights. She almost falls and she's like, oh, I wouldn't get it get wet like that. She grabs his arm. Is this? I oh, and, then, no. so then, <laughs> and then he gets very wet. Yeah, then he ends up stepping on a shell or something. He, he falls down. He gets wet. Luckily, he had his sweats with him. And they're kind of just sitting around at the beach. And then Taiki's like, oh, by the way, in my book bag, I have this cake. I pulls do. out this cake. This thing is probably just in reality, just mashed up. If this was like, re- like really, like it would be all smushed, strawberries everywhere. It'd be like, ta-da! Happy yeah, birthday! A, a cake. Yep, and I got the candles too. And it would have been funny. Thirty-one. <laughs> she's like, well, how old do you think I am? But you have the seventeen. She's like, oh, that's nice. In the weird deal, is it that the play here is that wishes just cannot come true in this book? Because you end up, they light the candles, and before Shinatsu can make a wish and blow them out, the wind blows them out. The wind themselves. blows them so out. So is this that Mother Nature is sending is a wish of her own, true love? Or, or is for it? Because we're going to get to the no-tell motel. Oh, my goodness. Mother Nature is actually going to force them to have to spend the night together Uh-oh. in an inn. Is that Mother Nature's wish? I don't That's know. Nice. Because, yeah, they end up like, oh, my God, you know. The candles went out I could light them again No it doesn't matter And boy There's an age difference with us You're 17 And I'm still 15 But when I turn in She says His birthday is in January January 15th He says So Just so we know Uh, But until then They're two years apart This is something that you would have As kids Where it did mean something to you But Shinatsu and Taiki both say Eh we're kind of still kids though We're not adults So it doesn't really matter we're coming to age. At one point, when you have the, the nice page where Chinatsu's smiling with the cake, I actually thought she put her hands right in the cake like a real jerk. <laughs> also, I'm telling you, I'm not eating any bit of cake where it is windy enough for candles to go out and you're at the beach. You're going to be eating sand is what Ooh, you're eating. And I don't cake. need that. You're going to have sand in your crotch and in your cake. Oh, and geez. I don't want that. But that's where it's getting you know nasty out. The wind's picking up. It blows the candles. This is a nice little progression. You end up where Chinatsu's eating it. I would ask also Chinatsu if I was her, 
How long was this in that book bag? That sweaty book bag. Very, very perishable Did things Did you stuff here. that in your pants? You end up having like the, the icing and it looks like some, you know, strawberries. I really want to know how old this cake is oh. and how long it was in that. But she doesn't ask. She's nice, right? Also, like, really, sweatpants, probably a, a, a cry. I no, don't know. He, he underwear. Say, he stuffed a lot of ice bags in to make it fresh. Yeah, really? Like, even that, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. He probably put those in his, you know, his, his jock strap Baby. in there. It's like, it's great. Do you like the cake? Delicious. And she's like, oh, my God, it's good. Hey, oh, my God, it's starting to rain. Oh, you better run. And they end up running. I guess Chinatsu, before she bought them tickets, didn't look at the forecast. <laughs> and then they go to get the thing. And he says, I, I, is he going to be able to get, I guess he's going to be able to get a hold of his mom and dad. But seriously, I mean, he already says that they're going to be mad. But they run off. And then they go to go to the, the deal where, I don't know, suddenly there's a, a mudslide, a landslide. No train. Just, I mean, did this just happen? And somebody, they have this. Somebody ran to the station without notice. Gotta get everybody Aren't notified. they so done? It's like landslides just happen every other day. So they have this uh, on call. Get the sign up. I think what happened was we had the, the Seaside Boys coming I in. I think it's the Seaside Boys. I think I they do. are setting this up. They're young lovers. I think it is. And I like Seaside Boys better. Seaside Boys ended up there like, look at them young lovers. We're going to make them stay at the inn. Because if you turn like, right next door to the train station, oh, look, there happens to be an inn. What a quickie thing. I'm telling you, they're going to go in. And now we find it's even worse. It's that it's run by the Seaside, seaside Boys Inn. Yeah, this is just them trying to get money. One free <laughs> the trains. The train's working fine. It's just that they put that out. It'd be funny. The landslide notice. Also, there's an inn right here you should use. Hint, hint. I think they paid off the conductor. I think they got the weather machines going. I, I It's all the grand machinations. It is. It's the Seaside Boys. Does that make them gems or anti-gems? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, they're going to go to this inn. How's that going to end up? What's he going to think? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm going to love the idea because the mom, you're either going to find out down the road whenever that the mom fully knows that Taiki is smitten with mm-hmm. Shinatsu, or it's going to be a complete shock to her. Like, he's going to call up and say, hey, mom, uh, can you come pick us up or any way you could get us, whatever, because I don't want to stay at an inn with Shinatsu. You know how, what that means or whatnot. And she'll be like, oh, no, no, she's like a big sister to you. Like, no, no, no. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And really, just to say, last page, both of them with the deer in the headlights. I mean, when they're looking at this, they're like, huh? And there it is, the inn. They're going to have to go to the inn, but we'll see. We shall see. What would you give this? I like it. Uh, I like Seaside Boys a lot. And uh, now that it's all their fault, I like it even more. So I want to yeah, go with I'm, it. I don't care what they say. It's their fault. It's they did all this. their plan, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8.8. Yeah, I'm going to go 8.5. I like the Oh, look at them young lovers. Okay, get the wind machine. Get the, the <laughs> crazy deal. Get the Operation Young deal. Lovers is a go. <laughs> they do this constantly. <laughs> Everybody's pissed off. And they see another, another boy and girl in the beach and I, oh, look. Two uh, more high schoolers uh, just showed uh, up. Here we go. Let's get going, everybody. Uh, Operation Seaside, boys. <laughs> and, and everybody in town's like, really? We're doing this again? This is not, I got to get to work? Come on now. There's no landslide. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to move on to the next book. And what is that, Luke? Next up, with the crispy cover page and the crispy color page, we have the Sakamoto Days, Days 64 Path. Yeah. Yeah, now... 
Dad, that you start with the color page, I, is, it might be a missed opportunity. <laughs> I mean, you get two eyes and an explosion. <laughs> you could have went a little more. The cover is okay. I like the cover. I, I'm telling you, I, I like it okay. You have, like, almost the flashback of back in the day. It's like a, a high school picture there mm-hmm. from the jcc there Nagumo's i forgot about there. that dude with all the metal and the piercings I yeah like yeah him. you got him. him you got old grandpa grandpa over there right you got you even have director dude out of nowhere who invited him yeah really nobody <laughs> nobody did cut is what i say but Jeez. you end up going into this and there's the contest grabbing the ribbons all this stuff going on and that just continues on at one point you end up having the you know, germ-phobe, again, some of the characters are eluding me again because we're not really dealing with names and stuff like that or really sticking out more than just their one-trick deal. That's why we know Akira and know Kill Baby. Or Kill Babies. The, the best thing, the continuing joke is that Akira, every time she says his name, she changes it to something. Now babe. it's just Babe. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Um, but you end up having that one girl. Who showed up? Chun Li. She looks lady. like right, and she showed up. She's one of the ones that ended up getting the special recommendation. And in my mind, she ends up. A lot of it is like she's the meme of this book. She oh, wants to time. do what she wants to do. She's Nobody nuts. can stop me. I don't think that you end up, you know, being nice when you try to, you know, put me in a corner like that. And the funny thing about this is, is that's also how. You have germphobe who does the same thing, mm-hmm. who says, why can't anybody like I don't accept people for the deal? Because then the girl starts talking about just Sakamoto, Sakamoto, things like that. But her Sakamoto Teddy gets ripped. At one point, you even have Shin who ends up like going against germphobe's way of life, which should impress them. But in a way, it's all like just them talking nonsense. Yeah, it's just them all like throwing shade at each other about nonsense. You do have the girl realize that Shin is a clairvoyant. She's pretty good with that. But again, she wants to get all of the white ribbons because that's the suck. She's just kind of wacko. But through all of that, she ends up kind of sad, but then just, She's not likable because she just comes back and, you know, hey, you look down at my obsession. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you good. Uh-oh. And that just continues. You end up scary and you go. The big play here and the stuff that I enjoy is Sakamoto, where he's there with Kill Baby and Akira. One of the big things is that they're stuck in that netting and they're getting shot at from all directions. But Sakamoto's able to block the bullets with his apron. The bullet he just keeps apron. doing the apron's going and it's really tough. And then Akira is able to slip out. She's skinny enough. She gets out. And with that, what she, what is she going to do? Is she going to protect them? Because they're Sakamoto and Kill Baby can't get out. So she doesn't know what to do. And the bad guys are coming now to, yeah, to take down Sakamoto, Kill Baby, and her. And have fully spelled out when they're talking here that they are going to kill them. They don't care if it's just a test or whatever. That's the way it goes. That's the way of the assassins, all these things. So the big play is, is Akira going to help them? Is she going to fight? She's overwhelmed. The, the numbers are not in her favor. Sakamoto tells her, listen, if you don't feel right about this, run. Just get the hell out of here. And we get actually some good character work with Akira because she doesn't want to kill anybody. But the problem is she seems to be wanting to become an assassin because of something and someone she did not protect before 
we kind of see who it might have been by the end or at least what the connection is because you end up and this is the best in my mind where she decides then i gotta stay i can't leave i can't let somebody else suffer i need to do this and then goes full out ham on these guys and pretty much looks like she killed glasses i mean with her just finger ends up with her finger and she is like the deadliest assassin there she just doesn't want to do it she's going so crazy that she almost kills sakamoto at one point because she's just in a fury he stops her and tells her to calm down and then that's when she's like oh my god i didn't mean to do this it's all my fault the best though is kill baby's yelling you didn't have to do this <laughs> he's screaming the guy who was like the big bad saying he's gonna do all these things is so upset that she ended up you know maybe killing this guy you have sakamoto trying to help him but he is really really bad here and so all of that goes and as sakamoto's like what the heck's going on and says what is your family name like oh. what is your deal and she goes akeo my name's akira akeo and that was somebody he went to the JCC with. This girl's sister, it looks like, or maybe mother, but I think sister, ends up being like a partner with Sakamoto back in the day. And they said at the one point when they confronted the other people from, you know, X and Slur and stuff like that, the big thing were the only names that they ever hear heard back in the day, Sakamoto Nagumo and Akeo. Big and deal. You see there. I, I like that you have Akeo with the, Smoking like a badass. Smoking like a badass. But you don't have that from Nagumo. He's he's just eating the candy. He's eating the candy. He's a good boy. Um, but this is a big deal and shows you, mm-hmm. you know, there's that pedigree, but also a connection to Sakamoto as well. And we'll probably find out more about what that all means next. But I liked it. I thought it was it's a very quick read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the kind of fights the stuff again with Shin, that's just same old, same old. We kind of get that, but the stuff here with Sakamoto and Kill Baby's great. (laughs) Why did you do that? He's just yelling. Makes me laugh every time. So, what would you give this? I like this a lot. I do like Akira a lot. I get more. Yeah, I do too. Like the mystery unraveling here. I like this quite a bit. Uh, Like sometimes we give out the like characters don't always get introduced so well, but I think. Akira and Kill Baby, like uh, even more than Kill Germ- Baby is so yeah. crazy. Kill right? Baby is like the character find in twenty twenty two, but uh, even more than Germ Folk because they got introduced around the same time. I think Akira is definitely like one of the big, uh, great additions. Uh, so I'm very happy. Kill to Baby have. too. Kill uh, Baby. Ju- Kill Baby better. He, he better stick around. I'm telling you, I love him so much. He but, needs uh, to just be here forever. I mean, really, he's so great. Uh, uh, I remember I'm, when we said we wanted him gone the minute we saw him. Now we've changed our tune completely. But having this connection now with Sakamoto and Akira, I'm very interested with that as well. So I like this quite a bit. I'm going eight point eight again. Yeah, I, like I think I'm. I think I'm seven point eight. Okay. I, I just kind of want to get done the test and get going. Yeah. And I think that. Some of these other characters, the girl that's with, you know, Shin, that it's just, it's a little too much. We already have a lot of characters in here. You can tell who the gems are. You can tell who like the we, ones. We see with, like, with the, uh, with that white team, we have that dude with, like, the snow hat as well. And we, but we barely even know him. Yeah, that's so, what like, I'm saying. You go no, through these and you're like, I don't know. Yeah, it is. So, I, I mean, even when we say where, the person who might be dead glasses. I mean, we, we don't really, there's too many, there's too many, you know, moving parts here, mm. especially just for a test. Let's get to, you know, the JCC. Let's the see what's going test. on with that. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next book, which is something 
We're featuring on the weekly show for the first time. Oh. And something me and you really like. What is that? Uh, we've been keeping up with this the whole time, but this is the first time it's getting on the air. Almost live. made it last last week, but we didn't have enough time. But yeah, what is it? This is the Akane Banashis, which was hot off the presses. So back at it again with story number seven, Kibatarakis. Yeah. Oh, the customer is always right. Yes. And if you haven't listened to us, we do have this on the Manga Monday show. It was a hot off the presses, so Ooh-wee. it went right up on the deal. And that would give you a background. At least it's weird. I say that, but that's more about Akani's dad. But it still gives you the idea of the Rakugo and stuff like that. So in this, you end up having Akani being really, really good at the Rakugo, but she ends up only knowing it in a way that's like, almost like if you just studied something but never did it. She's been practicing, practicing. She hasn't done a lot of live things. She starts doing it. And the last performance she had was in front of a bunch of old people, and it didn't hit well. She, it, it, she still did great. And she was recognized as being good, but it didn't hit well. And you end up having, and it's Koyoji, yes. her kind of mentor. Mentor, dude. He says that it's because you're doing it self, you're doing it for selfish reasons. And she is. She's doing it because she loves it, but she's not taking into account what the audience might want to adjust to it. He said, Did you adjust at all that it was an older crowd? Well, no. Well, that's why you messed up. So there you go. She, he ends up sending her off to work at a bar. To try to learn this. Now, at the end, we've already seen that this is like a lot of Mr. Miyagi stuff already. Oh, yeah. Where Akani has been, d- been doing chores and things like I swear to God, at the end, I thought that this was to pay off a bar tab. All them orange juices, you know? And, yeah. And even then, when you end up having, you know, their their master saying, hey, uh, where did you send Akani? Oh, well, we're going away for a while. So I thought I'd just send her off to... Isaacaya Umi. And he's like, You sent her there? Like, and it, it didn't seem like it was something that really was supposed to be All done. According to plan. Yeah, and that's the big deal where and he's like, Oh, you sent her to Miko Chan's place. Huh. Well, that could make things interesting. I thought, yeah, she's just free labor here. I <laughs> but she ends up there and she's over the top. This is what she's done with the you know, the Rakugo, the idea, okay, I'm here, I'm supposed to be real cheerful, so I'll really do it to the Two thousand percent, and it doesn't work. Everybody's like, "Wow, look at this! This person's really over the top." I mean, I don't know if I want to be here. This is making me uncomfortable. And you do end up having the bar owner says, "Hey, come over here. Listen, I don't want to, you know, say bad things or whatever, but you're coming on a bit strong." Now, with that, you end up getting the owner, Miku, bit of a gem. Yeah, and he's there. He's a big Rakuko fan. This is the connection that he has with this, and. It kind of combines, and it ends up where he does teach her some lessons here. Out of nowhere, you get, like, this co-worker that you have no idea anything about her. But I like her. It's just like, I don't know. She's like the I don't know gal. Like, I don't know what it means. Because you end up having a Connie. She's trying to figure this out. Okay, what does this mean? How do I do this? And she's struggling. She just worked there. She never worked at this place before. So she ends up saying, and he says, it's not a sports competition. You're not trying to win or anything you're just trying to see what people might like before they ask for it and that's the big deal with this rakugo as well it's the kibatakari or kibataraki say these names that is the being considerate of others and knowing what they want before they ask and she realizes oh that could work out now with that 
the worst part of this gem, Miku. He ends up saying he learned that, and we get the deal. He learned it from Master Shiguma, an evil master Shiguma. Look at that guy. We don't like that guy. I thought he was going to say her dad. I read that would have been great. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the full circle, but it wasn't. It was this Master Shiguma who really screwed her dad over. But all of this going down, yeah, he's like, hey, I don't want to lecture you about Rakugo. You're the you know person. I'm not. I feel bad. He's very nice. I mean, this bar owner guy. Is really nice. It all comes into play, though, because a guy comes in and he doesn't speak Japanese. They don't understand what he's saying. And he's trying to order things. He's getting frustrated. You have the I don't know girl like, I don't know. I don't and know. You end up where you have that, you know, I'm completely monolingual. I thought that and it's just my deal. I thought that that was actually that he was speaking Mongolian, and somehow Akani spoke that. I thought that she was going to just go, but it wasn't that. She goes over and actually uses the Rakugo to figure out what this guy wants. They play charades. Yeah, they, it is charades. I mean, she ends up acting out like, here's a beer. I'm like, I love the idea that it's like really involved. <laughs> she's pouring it there. Glug, she's, glug, glug. she's looking at it, and he's like, get to it. But then he's like, oh, yeah, buy it. All right, whatever. Like, I love at the end where they still don't know if that's what he's asking for, but they give it to him anyway. But she ends up figuring it out, what he might like. So he ends up getting a meal, and she used that idea of trying to figure out. I don't know why that really is, you know, learning what the audience was. She's They're playing charades. It works out enough. Right, but this ain't, they act like, oh, you should keep on doing that. But like, how many times is this going to be a scenario that she has to do? Is she just going to be like, do you want some beer charades? I love this where they're like, oh, my God, it's awesome. And they do think like, man, that's like the Rakugo. That's awesome. You're so good at that. I mean, she is. But the idea that like you go into the Applebee's and there's some person playing charades with me when I just want to get the blooming onion. I don't need that. I just want my blooming onion to get up. I don't even think they have them there. I think that's the Apex steak. The customer is but always But how would like, I know? I'm in Applebee's. I want a blooming onion. They're doing charades about beer. Nobody's winning here. You're walking We're out. losing. Jeez. Holy moly. But yeah. Unsatisfied. They're like, oh, that was cool. But then you end up getting Kyle who comes in then. And she has learned again. This isn't reading the audience. She knows it's cheating. She knows he drinks orange juice. He's a regular there. That's there the go. whole thing. And he says, Oh, yeah, it's funny. He just drinks orange juice. I don't know why I had to make sure to mention because you think he's an alcoholic. I don't know, but it's orange juice. And she's like, An orange juice for you, sir. Probably then walking against the wind and then pretending she's now a mime. She's there. Oh, my God. I'm trapped, in box. I'm trapped in a box. Oh, no. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then he's like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> but, yeah, you end up with everybody's happy. Everybody's <laughs> happy then. And they're going to go and do another show. They have a gig in Tokyo next week. Maybe maybe you we should in. take this one in on the road. Hopefully, she'll go in. You know, she'll be able to use this, and that'll play out. But I'm telling you, I'm I'm expecting her. To do all those, she's pulling the rope now. All the nonsense, but <laughs> I do like this book, and I I love her as a character. I think mm. that she's great, and you do see that this Kyle, he's actually you know pretty cool. You know, he's German not the crazy. We at one point it was funny before where he seemed really nice, but then he's a stickler for the rules and started screaming. So she didn't know how to take it, but he seems nice. So I like that. You're going to go to the gig with me. Probably just because he needs chores to be done, but 
We'll see. What would you give it? I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I'm not really sure how the lesson is going to affect, but I'd be interested. I always, I'm enjoying this book a lot anyway. Out of the two, between this and Earth Child, or this one wins. This one's it. my winner as well. People seem to like that Earth Child. Yeah, I'd love know. it if what he does, he's like, I got a gig next weekend. It's in Tokyo. You're coming with me. She's just going to serve drinks. She's just, this is all. That's get why he wanted, he wanted her to train uh, to get ready for that. But we're going to move on to the next book. And what is that, Luke? Next up, we have the PPs, 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 chapter. It is <laughs> 26. chapter 26. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't have the title. It's Unremarkable Day at the Beach. Oh, it what seems it like a pretty remarkable day to be. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to be staying at the inn. Oh, Where's geez. the seaside boys? Where are they going? Like, oh, look at this young love. Like, this is a <laughs> this is a van full of young love. This is yeah, great. really. Now, with this all, this is pretty quick. They're going to end up where the competition coming out. Always a competition coming up. But in that, you're going to end up having a piece that Lucky is going to play. That you know, it deals with a an island. And that deals with the ocean. At the beginning, you get to see the ocean. Yeah, at the beginning, you get to kind of improvise to get to the main piece. This is something that they do. And the idea where Lucky to improvise, they play out the idea to get to an island. You have to go over the ocean. The problem is Lucky doesn't know much about the ocean because he's afraid of the ocean. So am I. I'm giving Lucky props. The ocean is scary to me. It's too big. And if you just fall off a boat, you're done. It just scares the (laughs) crap out of me. So I don't, I wouldn't be on a boat, but still. Also, when I was at the ocean in Wildwood, when I was a kid, oh. me and my brother, my brother almost got sucked out by a, an undertow, and I ended up grabbing him and unfortunately saving him that day. <laughs> we do not get along. Wow, but wow. So with that, though, the Joyful Islands to play, oh, look at this. It's about the beach and going to an island. So they want him to go there to kind of get that visual to the do seaside. the whole deal. You have Feruso in this, you get Maloli, all these things where they end up going to the ocean. Feruso seemed to come up with the idea. Dada does not, uh, no parts, doesn't want anything to do with this. Oh, it took us too long here. I don't like it. But with that, you do have Lucky, who's scared of the beach. I'll also remind everyone, you get that star look of his face like twice <laughs> here. We haven't seen it as much lately, but everybody's there. You, you end up having, I think it is Maloli who kicks everybody into the ocean. Gets them all wet. But, yeah, the whole deal is trying to win against, you know, Meeman. And you have and if he loses, that's bad. You know, the dad's got a wreck. Look, the ocean isn't that bad. It's a weird chapter. It really is, in my mind, this idea of the ocean. Hey, you have Russo says, listen, you know, because Lucky basically says, I don't like the ocean because you could die in it. It's scary. You can't breathe in the water. So it scares me. And then you end up where Ferusa comes and says, yeah, but even the almighty killer whale would die on land. I'm like, I, that doesn't make me feel any better. That now you're reminding me there's killer whales in that ocean. They're not on land. They're in the ocean. They're going to kill me. And, and really, in my mind, that just sets up the idea. Okay, get a hold of that killer whale. Tell him to stay where he stays and I won't bother him. I'm there on land. I'm never going near that ocean. Well, it does seem like Ferusu and Lucky are getting a bit closer here. Yeah, so. it does, actually. Yeah. And then you end up where, <laughs> I'm telling you, I want to say that Maloli is just a pure gem because every time you see her, she makes me smile. But she, I don't really know much about it. She doesn't really I do much. This dude, 
you hangs out with him. I still don't know his name. I don't either. But he, he just keeps showing up. I'm he telling you. He's just there. You know? We went back and I saw that this was just some rando that just <laughs> suddenly just like. He just tags along. I'm going to go in this crowd. It wouldn't shock me. Because it ends up weird. But yeah, hey, almost like, again, like the Finn. Hey, look at that. Lucky is getting along with that. No, oh, so what ends up happening then is you get to the competition. I mean, we end up going and I, I love where Maloli is. So she's like this goth girl that you don't really realize she is. Like, oh, what are you playing for the competition? Pavani for a dead princess, of course. Oh. I'm expecting that she starts playing Walking Dead or just all <laughs> around you. Uh, but you end up going to the competition and again, you have people arguing with Neiman because she is changed. I'm not playing what you want me to play. I'm going to play something else. It's against the rules. You're not allowed to do this. She ended up where she was allowed to do this before. because. But remember, things start getting sus with Mr. Odegami. So Uh-oh. they're not allowing these things. And they're not allowing the idea of a judges all on the take. So they say, you're not allowed. Are you listening to me? You have to play what you're supposed to play. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. And then you end up having a very sad Maloli show up and you end up where Meeman goes nuts and then says, oh, I see. Look at that stink guy. I mean, that is some mean mugging. I mean, is always happy. Yeah. You know? Look at her. She She's is not happy. pissed and looks. Meeman thinks, oh, I'm, uh, you're in pain because they're making you play what you don't want to read. Just like me, you're in pain. She goes, no. I'm in pain because of you. Oh, jerk. And so, yeah, there's trouble. I look at Neiman. That shut her up. Oh. And in this, I here's the deal. We love Neiman. Not here. I mean, when you see her still complaining, it's starting to get to the point where you realize she does a brat. She just, I know she wants to be Neiman, but with this, like, you, you're really just, you're at a competition. Just the tables do it. are getting turned. And for what are you going to do now? Are you going to lose on purpose? Are you going to quit? Are you going to do this? Whatever. But we're, we're getting to the big deal of coming up to the competition. We'll see I what's feel like going this on. might be like the end game with Meeman now, you know? Yeah, it might be. And I just want to see now are these things going to play out where Lucky starts playing? In the middle of the, the piece, you see this giant killer whale. And it, you could have it. It's like a free willy. It, it jumps over everybody, but then at the end, it lands and dies on land. And he's like, you know, bravo. But Fire. yeah, he also doesn't like the idea that the Titanic sunk, you, you know, 100 years ago. But that's uh, yeah, every boat's the Titanic. It's all that. You know, that's Great. the thing. You start getting upset about the Titanic. You le- legitimately are talking about a ship that sunk. A hundred years ago, if you don't have any other point of reference from then, you're pretty safe, right? You know that that's the deal. So pretty much. Uh, with that though, what would you give it? I did like it. I, it it felt like it was a little bit off the rails going to the beach, but there were, I did enjoy the beach shenanigans. Uh, yeah. All uh, you know, getting kicked out. But I really Maloli versus Meeman here. I think this is going to be yeah, that could be good. This is going to be a banger. So I'm going to go with a solid, solid eight. I'm going to go 7-5, but I agree. It could be solid. Yeah, you get that deal. Now, remember, too, with the idea that when you have Neiman play what she wants to, she gets the fairies that all pop up and they mm-hmm. all look like mm-hmm. Maloli. But now there's trouble. So we'll have Uh-oh. to see how that plays out. And if that is something, I think that maybe we're going to get a chapter when the big, like, 
We need like a, a big couple chat, like a contest that actually feels like a contest. That, that doesn't get rushed a lot. Yeah, we usually go in, we see one little, oh my God, they're that's in the, it. in the woods. And then it's done. One and, splash and page. That's usually it. we're told everything happens off panel. Like, oh man, that was tough. You lost. I think we really need like, I'm telling you, like a visual deal where everything's a spread page. Like an going event. back and forth and really big. So you can play out the things of all the things that we learned, Feruso, you know, and Maloli and all that playing in and the beach and this stuff. I hope we get that at one point and then maybe we'll see with Maloli and Neiman and Lucky and see who wins. And I whatnot. think that would kind of like we wouldn't be as worried if because we're always saying at this stage, oh, it's going very fast and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The U19 because it always this. feels like it, right? But if they if they properly spent like a couple well, of chapters on one event that and really we got to see everybody in the spotlight, then it would that be would be cool. Improve it, you know, see like the daddy's looking from the shadows, like oh. see something that is like. Oh my god, this is a progression and going Now, with that, I think that you can pull back And say, yeah, if you're going to waste a chapter At the beach, and then get on a boat Because I think that you're in a good enough place That you know you're going to have some time Because yeah, this doesn't really Progress much overall We're still just kind of filling in space Before we get to that tournament deal But that kind of shows you That they have, uh, you know, time And Mm -hmm. space to Mm -hmm. do that, so it's pretty good uh, that also, Lucky seems like he's just awfully seasick, which I get as well. I, I just, I can't relatable. Take it. Yeah, it is very relatable. You trying to do a big star face too, do you? And well, unless a star upshucks all night, then Uh-oh. yes. I ended up. I was at a, a hockey tournament, and we ended up. It was at the beach, and my boss ended up having a boat at the beach where they would go and like they'd be on the dock, and you could sleep in the boat and stuff. So we ended up doing oh, the worst night ever. That boat was a rocking. And I wish somebody came and knocked because oh, I couldn't no. take it. Uh, what's the last book we're doing tonight? Last on the docket, we have the Ayashimans, Chapter 17, Welcome to the Motorbike Club. Welcome. Yeah, really. Uh, if you have been listening to us, I think that it's not that we're geniuses, right? I, I don't oh, have to think we, we are. We might be gems, but it was pretty easy to realize what was going to happen is. You got some moxie, kids. <laughs> you passed you the test. So bad. I didn't think you'd be able to make it, but the way you did them moves, man, you're part <laughs> of the crew. That's all that happens. It really is. But like, scene for scene, the whole chapter. And then we have a flashback to manga. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is like ticking all the boxes. Yeah, it had everything. Even in that, I was a little confused to what was going on. I'm like, are we, are we breaking the time barrier here? Oh, my but, goodness. So you end up having Cotton, uh, you know, fighting Marua. And the big thing was to try to get him to bash into the dam so that he ends up getting wet. And then you can attack him. You can punch him. He tried to stop himself. Before with his parachute Now he ends up hitting full speed Tiger soul dash as a way to get Away from it and he's not going to get Wet the big thing here is Moreau grabs his Foot and then slams him into The dam so he does get wet you Have all that going on and He can end up Punching cotton maybe killing him We're about to see a lot of money he's Going to make it rain here because remember They all bash into money And he's about to do it I mean, seriously, this is very cliche. Oh, this is like power friendship. He goes to punch and stops like an inch from his nose and say, you know what? That's not what we're doing here. Our goal isn't to kill you or beat you because it really isn't. I mean, just say he kills Cotton here. That's not what they're there for. They need Cotton and his crew to be their guys. This is the worst. So he says, we're not here to do that. We're not here to crush you. 
We're here to just never lose again. Even if we don't win, we won't lose. I'm like, I don't know. But you end up where he's like, huh? Starts laughing. Oh, my God. You crazy kids. <laughs> so much that. And he's like, well, you won this one. The Aurora Gang, pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, they are. All right. Hey, elder sister, we won. We did all this. She's like, Aurora's like, all right, this is cool. Thanks a lot. Oh, no. Moreau just passed out face planet. I thought he was dead. But this is what he does. We have this a lot. Hello? And then you end up where Cotton's like, don't worry about him. He's pretty tough, that guy. He's a little more than what I know from the humans. Again, we're going to continue. And Moreau there in his... <laughs> In, in this protocol here, because he is, he's got like 80 concussions, I'm sure. He's also passed out. He has a little dream flashback of himself as a kid reading the manga, but then himself now busting out of the room. I don't understand. Of the mind. Of the mind going on, but it is funny. Like, he's breaking out. Is this him breaking free of the manga finally? No. Probably Because not. that's what we're going to get. What I think then is because he went to the manga, and you see him crying. And band of the shop. He's there because his dad beat him. I mean, we saw that, right? What's the dad gonna do if this whole wall's fine? The dad comes in like, what are you doing, kid? Now it's real trouble. Oh. But this is of the mind. It is of the mind. But I think that it's like it does feel like it's one of those, like it's either I'm gonna inspire my younger self to keep loving the manga, or it's that I'm breaking free. I I don't know. It's just the scene. It's nice to see him as a little kid again. And so you end up where he wakes up then. Well, where am I? I don't know that this is very safe. Uh, this seems like a sus method of transport. He's a passed out guy, and he's on the back of a motorcycle where it does look like he's just holding on with one arm. But why would he be? He was passed out. They got like duct tape around yeah, the waist. Yeah, it's weird, right? They're like, it, it doesn't if seem right. If he slides right. off, then the dude slides off as well. It's trouble. And, I mean, this is just asking for an accident. But he like wakes up. 10, he's having the time of his life. I mean, <laughs> I love the idea that he's pretty much on the back of the bike of the guy who was fighting him. Also, the idea that 10 ended up destroying all the bikes on my bike. He's like, I love these motorcycles. Feel the wind. You didn't like them before when you were wrecking them. Yeah, whatever. Hey, look at me. And then you look over. And I don't know. Aurora looks like she might upchuck. But they did say, don't, you know, don't open your mouth and talk or bite your tongue. And she's taking it literally. Mm -hmm. So she's doing that. It's kind of a weird little joke there. But the idea of this where they say, listen, we're riding here. We're riding free. This is what we do. And I love the idea, too, that Cotton continues to just say really odd things based (laughs) on motorcycle. Welcome to our speed. He says at one point, miss. And then Moreau's like. I don't know what you say. I don't get this stuff. But hey, whatever. There is a cool spread where you see all of the all gang. the different bikers. If you look at it, you see all these bikers. Look at Big Head in the back. I mean, there's <laughs> a guy. It just looks like a big, giant head. That's not very aerodynamic. No. One guy there looks like he might be a pumpkin. The other guy's like a cyclops. I like the cyclops guy is riding, and behind him is a two-eyed guy, but they're vertical. A lot <laughs> of crazy guys here, right? Also, maybe a guy who's just like a chest and his belly button is a, an eye. Maybe. But with that, they say, you know, welcome to the speed. But the big thing is we're here to talk. You know, the reason why we're revving our engines and hitting the road oh. is so that we can talk in private. Incognito. Don't know how they're hearing each other. Yeah, that's but the thing. Like, nobody can eavesdrop on us. I can't hear what you're saying, buddy. Jeez. Well, then nobody can. There's no secrets there to go. tell. 
But the big play here is that Kayo, the chief, you know, Aurora's dad, mm-hmm. he was killed. He was murdered, and they wanted to figure it out. Well, we see that Dupo, we haven't heard from a while. That's a while. the guy who really, Maruo wants to fight again. This is the guy who's being bad. He's taking down and trying to consolidate everything once, you know, the chief Kayo had died. He's doing things the wrong way. He's going about and killing other crime bosses and things like that, not doing anything honorable. They even say, these fish guys, they're like, what's going on? We used to have honor. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to take you all over. I think that you guys are nonsense. But the big thing then is, and I like this, where Cotton says, listen, I have no allegiance to anybody but your dad, but to Aurora's dad, because he says, I only took that ceremonial drink with him. So I'm there with there, the syndicate, whatever there, but they're not doing good. And there's something with that Dupo. You can only imagine that he was Ooh. one of the people who killed Kyle. So we find out what's going on there and see, yeah, that painting, that picture, whatever. Mm. And that, you know, that ties in well with everything that's going on. Maru mm. wants to go. You end up now, they have their gang. They have a lot of them too. They end up saying that all of them are riding now with them. So we'll see. How that plays out, but overall, I like this. I actually I like, like this book. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to actually really Come like around. this. It, it was funny because we'd ping pong between this and uh, Doron Doron, mm-hmm. and it has still been bad. But now I, I think I'm more of a fan of this now, especially this week. This week definitely is a winner. You can't go, don't go back to the and really, it is tropey and cliche. We thought this was going to happen, but it was nice to see. It. I do because you know it is exactly what you expect you know we're not oh this is it is probably gonna win like this and then that's what they do so it's pretty good we even we were talking about uh doran dora uh, not doran dan to dan on the picks of the week and we said you had some fun and then at the end you get a cliffhanger of oh my god this is what's going to go forward you're you're getting the big Set bad up. you're setting up the big deal this does get you back in focus with the back Dupo. on track and what is the overall story, which I thought was a good play. I and like I that. like Cotton, too. And I'll tell you, this chapter, Maru, he's, you know, he's the big guy in this. But at points, he gets annoying. He wasn't annoying in this. Oh, I actually thought he was pretty good in 10. He's the gem. Yeah. So. And even at Arara, when she was all concerned for Maru, when he passed out, I thought that was a gem. Yeah, it was too. nice. There was They're a couple gems. things in here. So. What would you give it? I'm going to go solid 8 out of 10. Yep, I'm going to go 8 out of 10 as well, which leads us to our book of the week. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is the My Hero Academia. Mine is Dan to Dan. That is on the Picks of the Week show, so you have to go and listen to that. Who is your gem of the week? I think Uh, I know who it is. I I think it has to be the Seaside Boys. It's the Seaside Boys, and that's (laughs) the thing. I don't even care if what we made up is completely, because we know it is. I go with it anyway. Even better. We need this of the dump boys to take your dump. This is the bathroom boys, all this stuff. We need that. And even with that, I like them sitting there just like, I remember when I was a kid. Like they were seaside. Seaside boys are definitely there. So I am down with them. But that is it with the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go over to our Instagram at Weird Science Manga. Then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science manga, where you get the picks of the week show every week. You also end up getting our early access. I believe it's 10 or 11 shows oh. early access now. Luke fell asleep a couple times. We used to have a lot more, but <laughs> you had to go. And there's a lot of bangers on there, uh, including Takapi's Original Sin. Bangers. You can listen to us cr- just cry. 
just gets so sad. But yeah, that's there. A bunch of stuff coming up. But yeah, 10 episodes of that early access. And early access, some of these things, they do end up coming out months later. So it is a lot of those going on. So I hope everybody would give that a, a check out. But that's it for us. Thanks, Luke, once again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.